From Leader Me Weekly, I'm Molly Garcia. This is The Empowering Teacher. When COVID hit, you know, we all hit the brakes hard and we were skidding all over the place. Doubt and panic hit me like a ton of bricks. I was operating from my brainstem 24-7. I felt vulnerable and uncertain, two places I don't like being. Because the thought of teaching a group of five-year-olds in a virtual breakout room, that was scary. And how do you even do that? I knew I wouldn't like it. This was a whole new world, and each day, I wasn't sure what tomorrow would bring. My solution? Work around the clock with little sleep and redo everything five times. I would answer questions from parents at 8, 9 at night and host tutoring sessions five days a week during dinner time. Then, with the start of the new school year, I was feeling pretty good, like I was learning new ways to support my students and their families. But this was still at the expense of my own personal life balance. What ground I had gained over my years of teaching, of actually having a life outside of school, I hadn't regained it. It was all gone. And I'm still having a hard time seeing how I can get it back. Welcome, everyone. Today, we're looking at moving from burnout to balance. How do I stay committed to the success of my students, especially in this season that we're in, and still take good care of myself? How can I first find and then maintain that balance? To help us find our way through this question, we're going to be spending some quality time with Leader Me Legacy School Principal of A.B. Combs Elementary School, Miss Muriel Summers. Muriel, welcome, 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 and a big thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule just to share a space with us around the topic of teacher life balance. Molly, I'm so honored to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for having me. The honor is ours. So let's jump right into it. Muriel, can you take us back a bit to when this all started in mid-March, which, gosh, it's almost a year now. What was that impact that you noticed in your teachers and, quite honestly, in yourself when it came to that life balance and self-care and eventually into that pivot to virtual learning? I don't know that we focused on self-care when we had to shut down in March. Um, What we had to do in that moment was display incredible courage, resiliency, flexibility, this adventurous spirit of charting the unknown. I think what we did at that moment was try to figure out how in the world Are we going to stop on a dime and turn in a direction we have never gone in to educate our children? It wasn't until weeks after that that we realized if we did not take care of ourselves, we would not be able to keep up this level of energy and stamina to see us through. So we did have to to really be intentional about saying, we've got to take care of ourselves. And so during the day, while we're all hunkered down and we have breaks in our schedule, we hope that you will go out and take a walk, 
do something that brings you peace and a sense of calmness, whether it's yoga, whether it's listening to music. It was almost as if we had to give our teachers and ourselves permission to take care of ourselves. Mira, I hear you saying that courage led to reflection, right? So that we can move forward. And that idea of giving yourself permission Because my goodness, educator guilt is a real thing. Now that we're in this new school year, what is that teacher wellness life balance? What does that look like today? Well, you know, we realized that we had to create a system for this level of balance. And we had to be intentional and deliberate. And the only way that would happen would be for us to designate time in our schedules every day to take time for us. So every Wednesday, as a staff, we have 45 minutes before our day begins involved in a myriad of activities that are actually conducted by our staff. And the activities um, that we're able to choose are a reflection of the passions and the interest of our teachers. So it may be one group is doing yoga, another group is walking the track, another group may be learning how to knit, another group may be involved in um, a little school choir kind of thing of just singing. And um, But we had to create that system. Otherwise, it would not have happened. Now, we are in a place, I think we all are as educators, now that if we don't take this time and pace ourselves accordingly, give ourselves permission, you know, educators are so used to taking care of everyone else, you almost feel selfish allowing your, yourself time to take care of you. But we have realized we are far more effective. We are certainly relying on everything we've learned about the habits to know that when we talk about habit number seven and we talk about sharpen the saw, we are focused on how are we taking care of our heart? How are we taking care of our body, our mind, and our spirit? And that is what is the cornerstone of our system of taking care of ourselves. Yeah. It goes back to that idea of successes in the system. And that system really allowed you to break that educator guilt and knowing and having that awareness, we've got to take care of ourselves, heart, body, mind, and spirit. And if maybe you just had to pick one or two things that you guys really, really did well as a staff, just like you mentioned, and living habit number seven and striving for that balance, what do you think those one or two things might be? You know, I think it was the power of the permission to do this. And I would encourage every principal, every teacher leader, every Lighthouse team chair to take note of this. When I said to our staff, from Friday at 5 p.m. until Sunday night at 8 p.m., there will be no emails coming your way from me. That one thing, you almost felt like all the air in the balloon was released. They said, really? 
And it made me realize at that point, gosh, I am sending emails on the weekend because that's when I have time to 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 do that kind of work. But I have been extremely intentional um, to make sure that I do not do that. And the gratitude that has been extended to me from the staff has been immense. And I thought, this is a small thing that meant so much. The other was creating the system. So I would say to every school, create the system for wellness and then relinquish and empower your staff to develop that based on their needs and their interests. What I have also learned is that when you ask your staff to identify their most distinct contribution that they can give our school during this pandemic, write it down, email it, then we can start to see as school administrators and Lighthouse team representatives, the incredible contributions um, and gifts and talents of our staff that we did not even realize. I didn't know certain people did yoga on a daily basis. I didn't know someone else did cooking classes. I didn't know that until we were forced to ask them. That's one of the gifts of the pandemic, as far as I'm concerned. And one of those beautiful nuggets that has come out of us being intentional about the wellness and the balance that we're creating in our schools right now. Yeah. I heard, give yourself permission. Create systems for wellness. Be intentional with those systems and empower your staff to embrace their passion and and pull out their purpose. Those are three doable things that we can be really intentional about as we go in. Oh, that's beautiful, Muriel. Absolutely beautiful. I have to tell you, and just hearing from your voice, I am so inspired by the stories of resilience in our teachers and our Leader Me schools and, and how they understand, just like you're saying, that need for self-care and how they're making it a priority. Like you said, in order for us to do the great work that we have in front of us, we've got to make this a priority and give ourselves permission. So I've got to ask the question, I can only imagine that you're just in as much danger as any other principal out there, any other teacher out there of getting out of balance. So what do you do to find that space of balance? You know, I have to be very intentional about how I manage my time. And to be perfectly honest, when we were all hunkered down, there was more time. You know, I would get up at you know, like 5.30, I would walk for an hour, I'd come back, I didn't have to give as much attention to my makeup and what I was going to wear and driving to work. And so I had that time. Now that we're back with students, I have to, to say, okay, you are at your best when you have walked for three miles before you go into school. So I am... And I know that now. I never took, sadly, I never took enough time to let any kind of wellness habit, if you will, stick so much that if I didn't do it for a day or two, I I didn't really feel the difference. 
when I started to make this a daily routine and then all of a sudden had to stop and say, oh, no, I've got to do this paperwork before I go in. I've got to do this. I don't have time to walk. My attitude, my stress level was very, very different. It is almost now, if I, it's like I have to do it to be as effective as I can be. And I don't know that I would have ever realized that about myself had we not been in this pandemic. And I had not tried to find something that would give me that balance and um, feeling of less stress, if you will. Yeah. Awareness, reflection, commitment. Those are three solid systems. Oh, wow, Mural. It's that's a non-negotiable. I hear that coming through your voice, and that is definitely proving to really bring up results within your school and and really being really evident in that teacher wellness and that it's a priority at AB Combs. Your wisdom and insight is so authentic, Muriel. Thank you for that. But we're going to switch gears a little bit, and we're going to have some fun. Let's let people get to know you. Are you up for that? I'm absolutely up for that. (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. Here's how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you three questions, and I don't want you to overthink it at all. Just short, quick responses with no explanation needed. Are you ready? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. Question number one. When life throws Muriel Summers curveballs, and it's just been one of those days, what's your go-to decompressing, chill-out strategy that brings you back to some balance? I have a playlist of very upbeat, fun, Motown kind of tunes. And I turn my radio on as loud as I can get it. And I just love driving down the road, listening to my favorite music as loud as I can listen to it and just um, singing to the songs. I can see that. I can envision you doing that. I don't know that I want you to, but boy, does it work for me. In my eyes, you're just jamming it out. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Question number two. Being a principal in 2020 was like? Being on the wildest roller coaster in the world. Ooh. Okay, last question right here. As a result of your vast experiences as a school leader, thinking about those experiences, those beautiful relationships you've built, the mission-driven decisions that guide you, what would you say is a synonym for the word leadership? Trust. Ooh, yeah. The core of the four roles of great leaders inspire trust. Meryl, you never cease to amaze us just on your outlook on life. Oh, Everyone, we're going to be right back with some more greatness from Muriel in just a moment. Welcome to the Paradigm Pause. Let's take a minute to take a deep dive into the mindset or paradigm of a leadership school, especially as it relates to today, to wellness and balance. Leadership is just not about doing things differently as much as it is about first seeing differently. As a leader and me teacher, you're familiar with the five core paradigms, which form the foundation for all of your teaching practices, the paradigm of leadership, potential, change, 
motivation, and education empower our school communities to see beyond the now and into the possibilities for each one of our students. Today, let's look at the paradigm of change. In life, we have two choices. We can choose to see life through the lens of the common paradigm, the lens that in order for things to change, the system has to change first. Or we can choose to see life through the highly effective paradigm, where we know if we want sustainable change, it has to first start with us. Muriel and her team chose to have self-awareness about where they were first without blaming or deflecting. Once they took time to acknowledge, reflect, and confirm, they were able to move into making decisions to take care of themselves so that they could be better for kids. When we choose to see differently, we unlock a whole new world of possibilities. When we take a moment to pause and think about what paradigm we are seeing the world through, we gain insight, and that will help us reach our full potential. My friends, the power is in the paradigm. If you want to do better, we must first be willing to see differently. Welcome to 7 Habits Reflection. I'm Erica Tyson, and I'm glad you're here. Take a moment to reflect on the seven habits with Erica Tyson. Ask yourself, how well did you live your mission today? And what will you do tomorrow to live it even more? Thank you. And we'll see you next time. New episodes monthly at leaderandme.com. And we're back. Muriel, we jumped into some very real and authentic experiences that our beloved teachers are working through. And you shared with us just honestly what beating that COVID burnout looks like in a leadership school. What would you recommend as the one big thing to take a step closer to that greater balance, whether a teacher completely feels out of balance or maybe they're finally getting their footing again? For any of us is to schedule time to take care of you. I'm often reminded of, you know, when you're on a plane and they say to put the air mask on yourself before you put it on your child. I don't think that I have ever really truly understood that until right now, that I cannot take care of the responsibilities that I am um, charged with. No more than a teacher can take care of those precious children that they teach every day, unless they take care of themselves first. That is not a, a selfish act. To me, it is a required responsibility that we have when we are have others that we are in, responsible for. And if we don't model that, then we're really not creating anything, creating any kind of culture of this wellness and this balance if we don't model it ourselves first. Oh, so good. May I share a story about an experience that I had with Dr. Covey once. Yes, yes, bring it. Dr. Covey um, and I were to speak at this event, and our flights got in about the same time, and and they they were both very late. And so it was probably around 2 a.m. in the morning when we got to the hotel. Now, I was flying in from one direction. He was flying in from the other, but we were both sharing a car going to the hotel. So when we were checked in, the gentleman asked us, did we need a wake-up call? 
And so, of course, I'm waiting to hear what Dr. Covey's going to say. And Dr. And it, mind you, you know, it's two in the morning. Dr. Covey says, I would like to have a wake-up call for 5 a.m. And I'm thinking to myself, that is just three hours from now. So the gentleman looks at me and says, what time? (laughs) What time would you like your wake-up call? Well, of course, I had to say 5 a.m. as well. So Dr. Covey and I get on the elevator and I said, Dr. Covey, what do you do at 5 a.m. in the morning? You only have had three hours sleep, he said. That is my gift to myself every day. That is my time every day to take care of me. And if I don't make that a priority first thing in the morning, there will be something else once my day begins that will take my personal time, my private victory time away from me. Hmm. Pretty good way to, I think, explain the importance of this balance and self-care. Mira, what a gift to our hearts to hear that. Oh, so good. Well, team, what a way to wrap us up for our very first episode with the one and only Mural Summers. Thank you to all of our listeners out there and a big thank you, a big thank you, Mural, for sharing your genius, your heart, and your insight with us.